why he fighting fighting this? Why what 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 what, what is his goal? Welcome back to the immigrant section. I'm your host Abbas Wahab, and today I've got a special guest, my boy Jordan Falachiki. Yo, he's in the house. Did you make that intro, dude? You're not too. It's not bad, right? That's pretty legit, dude. I uh, I was a big fan of uh, Andrew Santino's Whiskey Ginger intro, so I was like, let me take the form out of that quotes, dope beat, and uh, let's put something together. You know, can't ever hurt to have Chris Rock. Oh, uh, dude, that Chris was Chris Tucker. Tucker. Sorry, oh, Chris Tucker. dude, now you look. Ugh, you I know. Look, Fuck. It's just not a good look. Man. Image. It's, it's on video, too. So the reason Jordan Palacicchio is on today uh, is to figure out once and for all, are Italian people white? You know? <laughs> you know? Like, it's like uh, some Italian people are like, yo, I get it, man. It's like, it's like, do you get it? Your eyes are blue and you have a pretty, you seem like you have a difficult time tanning. You is, know, I don't know. Is being sexy the not, is it, is, you can't be that to be immigrant? What? Because of the blue eyes thing? I mean, you're from Sudan. And you're pretty attractive. The Sudan. See, I don't add to that. No, 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 forget about attraction. This has nothing to do with attraction. I'm talking about just like, do you feel? Okay, like let's get the backstory okay. just for the, uh, you know, for the sake of the listeners, viewers, etc. Uh, what is your story? He's not an immigrant. I just found out this. No. We were getting Korean before. I'm like, wait, you're not an immigrant? No, I'm from Canada. You fucked up my whole format. You know what's so weird about the immigrant, the immigrant vibe? You can, I have immigrant in me. Like, I got that immigrant. I feel it, man. I hear your act. Ah, like, He's like the young Sebastian Maniscalco. It's, it's in there. It's like it's in, uh, it lives in the potatoes and the, and the iceberg. You're tuning it up a little bit right now, but I'm that it up. is real. Yeah, yes, but like, I've seen it, it on stage. once you're like around these people, like mo- everyone in my family, Italians married Italians, Italians, Italians. And they like discriminate and there's like racism and it's oh, immigrants. I just, okay, wait, first I want to know how far back, how far back do you got to go? For uh, in your lineage, for someone to have been born in Italy, uh, how far my, back? My father. Your father. Yeah. Okay. And, and what about your mother? Canada. Okay. Is she of Italian descent as well? Yeah. So you're like 100% Italian. 100% Italian. And your dad I'm came second, here at what age? Second generation Italian. 17. My father. Okay. Okay. So you're first generation. That's not second generation. No, because my mother was born here. So it's based on the mother? I thought so. I thought you would look at the, like, whatever is most Fabius. Like, you know, they say, like, uh, you'll pay whichever of these is more. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like whichever of the Fob version makes you more Fob is. I it, mean, because my dad's pretty Fobby, like, seven. You got to go with that. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the seed. Let's be honest. Here. But my mom was born and raised, Cana- like, Italian, but in Canada. So I get that. She speaks no. fluent. So the question is, are you first or second generation? I'm like 1.50. If you say that to people, they're going to get mad. And it's just it's not a good look. 1.5. They're going to say round to two. So you're two. Look at my face. I'm a white guy. But that's what I'm, that's the whole point here. Someone who looks just like you. Yeah, you're getting game over. Your dad could have looked just, is your dad darker than you? No, he's a white guy. He's 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 Northern Well, he's from, my father's from Naples. And is that like the north, the most north? It's a nice part of Italy. It's Naples, not the most, yeah, that sounds like wine. Not, that sounds like it's affluence. Not, it's not north. It's not like yeah. it's not like beautiful. Yeah, there's really shitty parts in Naples, but it's like beautifully image image wise, like it's really nice. But there's no money in Naples. Okay, just Vespers. all the money in Italy uh, north. You go north. Wait, wait. So Naples is not north. No, it's like on the it's like on the side, like it's south of Rome. It's south of Rome. Yeah. Okay, and how I'm bad with north geography. is Rome? 
how north, north is, is Rome is essentially the middle of the country. The middle it's, of the country. It's the middle south. Yeah. And okay, so where do they start? Oh, what's the what's northern Italy considered? Milan. Milan. I've been to Milan. Milan. Oh yeah, right under Switzerland. Like yeah, the I've city been of Milan. Dude, is everyone like in Milan. It. Where's all Milan is like the birthplace, like it's like the mecca of fashion, dude. Oh I, yeah. When I was there like four years ago, everyone was wearing all black. Oh dude, the Italians don't fuck around. All black, and it's so hot. It's like, damn, this is fashion. It must be so fashionable to just be like, yeah, fuck the heat absorption. This is hot. This is the shit. I don't wear. They don't wear socks over there. Oh yeah, I saw it. ankles exposed. exposed. It was fashionable as fuck. Oh yeah. I was like, goddamn, that's a. That's a tight cut. So imagine my tight cut father comes over on, 17. The, on the boat 17. On a Vespa. Tons of children he creates. On a boat, but on a Vespa. The, on the boat. On a boat, on a Vespa. <laughs> just re- that's on idly, a, just yeah. idly. <laughs> Not even strapped down. He's just on it. And he comes over and he and he impregnates tons of ladies. Oh, legit. Legit. Like I'm I got uh I got stuff all over. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, dude, if Tinder was around and your dad oh, just came, fuck. could you can imagine what would his about me be? It would Think just about be that. no, his about me would just say Diaboli and then it would just it would just be a picture of him like this. Just straight face <laughs> and just I don't even what know what Diaboli means, but Diaboli, I don't even know. Would he be play uh, wearing an Italia soccer jersey? Like every Arab? I, you know what was weird about my father? He was just a guy who's like all about the fucking woodworking and handworking. He didn't really care. I respect that. That's sick. Is he a carpenter? I don't even know what he, he cuts down trees and power lines and stuff. You know that like immigrant where it's like he's always working, not working kind of thing? Like the guy's always busy, but he's not yeah, like yeah, attached yeah. to you any business. You know what business? I'm realizing now? This is what I'm realizing because I've taken, uh, since my parents got divorced, I've been taking a step at home that's more of like, I'm like the uh, not the homekeeper, but if any uh, if there's any plumbing issues, electrical issues, everything, I have to take a stab at it. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So now I'm beginning to realize those men, what they do, they pace the work. So it's like they remain busy, and even if there's nothing that immediately needs to be taken care of, they keep the tone of busyness. Yes. You know what I mean? They just keep their mind focused on what the next issue will be and just like you never know when they're working and when they're not working exactly. like you're saying exactly and that's okay that's the immigrant in me it's like you can't stop there's always got to be this thing you're doing and like what i literally deem that as is when you you know you have to leave your country to for other opportunities that like energy to do that is what that mentality is you got to go i got to go i got to go and that just doesn't leave you are you confident if you went to any other country right now that allowed you to gain permanent residency or access that you would be able to survive? What a fucking good question that is. I think, uh... You know, you said you got that fervor in you from your dad, right? So do you think... And yeah, it's not easy, you know, I've lived in the States for years, but the States is pretty much Canada, right? Like, do you think I could put you in Italy and... With your level of Italian right now, I'm assuming it's non-existent. 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 All right, just to clarify, non-existent. Uh, do you think you'd be able to get a job within a month? You know what? I at first, I at first, I took the question as like, ah, that's an interesting point. Because, it doesn't have to be Italy. I just said no, Italy no, as an example. Because I'm be thinking, I'm thinking about opportunities, right? Everything is opportunity driven. So if I think that I have the ability to work within the opportunities, but then I'm like Italy. What am I gonna get an opportunity washing windows? So the idea is like, actually, I could so make I'd it. be impressed if you were to be washing windows within a month of moving to Italy, oh, speaking I, no, no problem, Italian. No problem, man. Well, uh, how are you so confident that they would hire you with no Italian? Because you approach anybody with a bucket of water, you start cleaning, you don't ask for no money, uh, eventually. 
You, you make those win- and the other thing is you make the windows look good. That's the immigrant. The immigrant's gonna take the job. He's <laughs> gonna be like, you don't charge for the window cleaning at the beginning. You don't charge. You gotta get the business. You don't charge. And when you when you when you clean the windows, you're going, look at this guy over here. He's not cleaning the windows. Look at the job I'm doing for you. I, he, he wants me to pay to clean his windows. You want me to pay to clean yours? And now I got a business. Now you know the difference. Yeah. Right. You fucking look outside, you see smudges with me, you don't. It's clear. All you see is customers coming this way because they see you. No smudges. If you listen to this Pain. podcast and you don't take away that becoming a bum squeegee guy under the bridge in Toronto isn't nearly as easy as washing windows in Napoli, then you're crazy. All right, guys, and that's a wrap, all right? That's the immigrant <laughs> section. Thank you so much for coming back in. Uh, Patrick, just drop the beat. Just right. drop the beat. Dude, <laughs> hearing your bits about... You do a bit. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to redo the bit. But essentially, it's it reminds me of, like, it's something Sebastian would say. It's like how your mother would pack you silverware. Oh, yeah. Growing up. That, when you said that, I was like, yeah, that's immigrant shit, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Silverware. But not only immigrant shit, like, value. Like, it's like they come from, and you know this, you come from not a lot. So when you're, like, kids on display... At our house, we get silverware for lunch. Like, that's how everyone in that Italian mentality is like, what do you eat? My mother made this beautiful prosciutto. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything is like, everything is dialed in. You yeah, know? It's nothing, like, yeah. Is, nothing is Bragging shit. rights. Bragging rights. Because uh, Italians, obviously, food and dining is a huge part of your huge. culture. Sudanese people, it's all about rest. Okay, that's, that's our culture. If you go to a Sudanese person's house... However many people live in that house, multiplied by two, and that's the number of beds in that house. Oh. <laughs> okay, there's beds everywhere. Comfort zone. Sudanese person's house, all right? If you go to Sudan, the living rooms are just three twin beds. Okay, wait a second. No explain, explain the rest dynamic here. Like they just... always ho- Sudanese people are always horizontal. Wow. Yes. Sunnis people are known <laughs> amongst the Arab community as being the laziest. No way. Yeah, legit. dude, you're not you're not the laziest guy. I, oh, I'm not. I'm I'm not saying like, oh, look at me. Like I represent all stereotypes. I mean, that's bad. Yeah, you're well well rested, so it's good. And you're lazy, which is a bad version. But, but Your still, looks like, fantastic. Yeah, I'm doing my best. You know what I mean? I'm I'm I'm, I'm well rested, man. You know, my mom. You know what she gives people for gifts? I can't Cushions. I, you know, it's it's funny like, to me how there's that thing that exists. Like you're Sudanese, yeah. and it's like, yeah, they're lazy people. And if you knew anything about you, you would not. That's off the jump. You'd be like, wow, they're the hardest working people <laughs> I've ever met. If you're like, yeah. you just met you. He's like, saying wow. that I'm a hustler. Yes, yes. Wow, I've these hustled. guys want to work seven times a week. I've hustled. Yes, yes. But to answer uh, your question, there's, uh, there's hustlers out there. I'm just saying, like as a whole. Yeah. It's I get see, that. Though. Sudan's got a lot of agriculture going on. It's in a part of the world where you don't have to worry about freezing to death. So you can pretty much stay within your village and you have access to crops, you have access to meat. It's not crazy hot where you're dying. You're under a tree, you got a thing. You have an engineering degree, but 80% of the population has the same thing. So it's like everyone's just chilling. You your you your means are met just with like regular life, you know? And, and we're worried about the Netflix. Yeah, exactly. Because here the standard of living is so high, so you make problems. High as fuck. Yeah, so you make ridiculous problems. Like, I'm not going to that cafe. They don't even have any straws anymore. You know what I mean? Like, the other thing, with straws. the straw thing is fucked up. But to answer your question, it is... It is fucking turtles up, if we're being honest. Is Italian white. So my <laughs> grandfather... Let's figure this out. My grandfather, like, they lied to him about the checks and when they were getting paid and stuff. So when people say you're a white guy... It's like, yeah, I get it. I get in terms of pigmentation, but 
I still come from people that were taken advantage of because of their exactly. cultural that's background. Exactly. That's the question. It's like, do we define it based on your personal experiences or do we find it or do we define it based on how you are judged from the exterior? Like, are you an immigrant? Because if you take a, uh, 50 random people and line up a few people and be like, is this, do you identify this person as an immigrant or not? Yes or no? Are you an immigrant if more than 50% of those people say yes? Well, it's like you if know? a ninja trains you and you can do everything he can do, are you a ninja? You Bro, are. We, you're, you're a master <laughs> samurai. If, if immigrants train me, if immigrants give me the one-on-one on life. I love that comparison. <laughs> I'm having a little difficulty drawing like the similarities, but I love that comparison. And I'm yes. just now I'm just thinking about how my life sucked and I was never raised by a ninja. Oh, I mean Fuck. that's a now whole... I'm thinking about ninja turtles and that's, shit. But you know what I mean? Like if a ninja teaches me how to cut your head off, yeah. I'm a ninja. But what if you look like a white guy? <laughs> okay. Then I I better okay. not get caught doing blackface with my ninja gear. Whoa, wait, wait. <laughs> that doesn't count as blackface. You'd be doing yellow face, bro. I mean, if we're talking about stereotypes here, ninjas are not black. So all we know is that if I can kill you, yellow with a face sword, with I'm black cloth over it. Oh, that is accurate and racist. I like that. That no one is going to know how to feel about that. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't even test me. <laughs> can we turn the volume <laughs> down for this thirty-four <laughs> seconds? Test me. <laughs> Write me about it. But that's it, what I think. I think if you come from people like everybody that made me what I am, has had vi- like a lot of their life taken from them. Like, you know, in ways that would define them in the immigrant context. Did your mother have a, an upbringing that was, like, more struggleish or more, like, uh, Canadian-ish? What's crazy, so uh, I, lo- I love this theme for my mom, right? Because her father is exactly like my father. My, her father had tons of money. And then just one day, uh, my, my nana's pregnant with the fifth child, decides, I'm done. They're poor. They go from fucking having a bunch of shit. Like, he owned businesses and he would... He, in Ontario. In Ontario, yeah. In Sault Ste. Marie, in Sudbury, he had shit. Just fucking money wherever he wanted. He had an insurance company. Just like back... This is back in the day where you could say, yeah, my name's Frank and uh, I own this car dealership. <laughs> and the guy's like, wow, this Nissan's great. He's like, yeah, it's got 4,000 miles on it. You want it? And he doesn't work there. Yeah, and the deal's done. <laughs> the deal's yeah, done. He's yeah, like, he's already got yeah, the paperwork. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And then this guy Just, takes everything from the family. yeah. And then, like, and then you and manifest that hate. Did he dip? He dipped. Where'd he go? He went and had more families. Oh, your grandpa? Yeah. Oh, this is just a recurring theme within oh, your family, huh? Just, but the Italians. That's what I'm saying, man. I'm just thinking about their game on Tinder. That's what I want to know. Yeah, I've got a family. They're about me. Yeah, I've got a family, but I'd like another one. I'd like another one. <laughs> yeah, I got property, but none of it's in my name. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like... And then alien face wink. Face. Yes. Yeah. See, you know what's <laughs> fucked up about like racial hate and shit? Think of Italians like they'll be racist towards black people yeah. and they'll think that they have like multiple kids and do all this shit. Same shit. They do the same things. Italians were like the blacks like in like very early uh, America civilization. Not very early, but I think uh, pre-1950s. The Italians like uh, had a very like underclass vibe going on and they were like open they worked a lot of the workforce they spoke differently they had a different vibe about them 
you know, they were thuggish, you know. This is pretty much, I pretty much watch Greece, and I'm just basing everything on Greece at this point. I love that. I think that's what we should educate our future children. I'm just thinking about fucking leather jackets and moose. This might not be a popular sentence, but, like, the idea culturally of black and Italian, very close. Like, you have a bunch of people that started a gang in the fucking Teamsters because they were, they felt like they weren't getting a fair shake. And then they're like, yeah, you know what? We're going to make the whole shake. Oh, exactly. That's see, the government is just a mafia. Mafia, man. right? The government is a mafia that's allowed, right? So that's why blacks, um, the black community, respected the mafia because it was always, oh, it was always so family oriented. Number one, number two is kind of like working outside of the law, but being smart about it. All these things is and like look at all of uh, the rap industry, especially in the like eighties, nineties, everything like that. They love everything. They love Godfather tropes, Scarface. Oh, yeah. The come up is so, like, intertwined with mafia, crime, syndicate, all that stuff. There's rappers that have, like, their whole names are like, like this Scarface is the name of a rapper, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Two chains. Everything's, like, about the dynamic, the way it looks. And even when it's time, like, my mother, the bits I do kind of about how she would dress me up for school, like, that imagery is valuable. How did she dress you up for school? Oh, I was a mint condition baby. Yeah. You're oh, my mom. Piece? My mother. Were you doing vests? Be honest. Vest, three piece. Yeah, three button vests. Three button emerald vest to school, with a gold beautiful chain, and kids are running around in the Hillfinger, Tommy Hilfiger. I got fucking Armani. So full on. So uh, you didn't grow up around Italians. No, I didn't go to school with like just Italian. Like, There's tons of Italian families. Well, did the other Italian families that they have like they dress their kids up? Was it like, kind of like a little like no, beauty pageant no, 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 in school no. because with these Italians? It was for my mom, and I think now I realize her a lot better, is, like, she came from money. Her father had money. Yeah. And then when she didn't All have money. All the sensibilities. She has this kid. She's like, well, when I was a kid, we had stuff. We looked good. We had money. Exactly. So she mom. dressed me in that. So it was like, it's the same thing as any person who is feels like they've taken away something. You wear it all the time. Gold chain. You never had that when you were younger. I'm going to drape myself in diamonds. Exactly. Same mentality. Made it. I made it. Like a visual so representation. It was like I was basically the poster child for like, we're okay. Our house, we're good. Dresses well, smells good, it's clean. We're good. Exactly, yeah. I had the same kind of thing going on, but it was more like just go out there and just be happy and... and uh, it was more like go out there, make sure that you are adhering to your Islamic teachings and make sure you're performing well academically. <sighs> A lot of and make pressure. sure all those make sure those two things, make sure you're not getting into trouble and you're good. I mean that uh like makes its way back to our family as like uh you know like vis- it's good, right? That yes. oh that's good or oh, they have that kid. That was a good family, but you know, all that kind of talk. That's the end goal with all that shit, right? That's like money in their pocket. Like, for my family, the currency of word on the street that we're good is more valuable. Oh, exactly. Have you ever been told, what will, what will people think? What will people think? That I was raised on that. What, 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 will, what will people think? Who saw you? Things like that. I'm yeah. just like, oh, shit. I mean, at the time, I was, like, really afraid of it. And even till now, like, do you ever feel like, do you ever uh, see something or react to something in a way that, really feels like your version one programming oh yeah you know like this is the lessons i was taught like something you're something you're insecure about that you have no reason to be insecure about oh yeah because some shit you were taught when you were 11 yeah it happens to me on dates when i realize like a girl or you know i'm interested in women i'm sorry white italian piece of shit but 
Don't look at the camera. A girl, a girl does something. Oh fuck! On my podcast, the whole time. But a girl does something like, uh, I don't know, like bite her nails, and I'll go, oh, that's gross. And I'm thinking like, I don't care. That's my mother. Like I don't care. It's just like she pops it on my shoulder, and she's like. Yeah, I, I wonder how she, what her room looks like if she's biting her nails at the dinner table. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I just can't defeat it. Like, for me, it's like, uh, for the sake of the same example, if I'm on a date and uh, it's a girl waitress, I have a harder time asking to split the bill than if oh, it's a guy waitress. Really? Because I'm like, oh, this girl's going to judge me. You misogynistic. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's some, because I was like, like, I really thought it was like, I was really hard set into the mentality. Oh, let me cover it. Let me cover it. And then I started, you know, I've, you know, I've worked abroad. I've worked with, I've dated some like, you know, like successful chicks, right? Like yeah. they got their own thing going on. They're independent, you know? And I, and some girls are just like my, like insist the 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 level that I insisted was insulted that would, they would think of pay insulted them. They're like, Whoa, what the hell? Like. I can get this. Okay, let me ask you. Yeah. How, what What's your date procedure, like payment wise? Because here's my move. I ask you on the date. I got it. Yeah. That's how I roll. Oh, if it's a first date, I'll get it. Even if you Even, don't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's how good. That's rare? A good, that's a good move. How rare is she gonna ask you on the date? Not that she asks you, but sometimes there's these like mutual meetups. Either. Yeah, yeah I get that. Where it's but like I'm gonna be here on Sunday. First impression opportunity to purchase something i got it credit card goes down that's a first impression yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. even if you don't got it you know what i mean and i think that's a weird thing even if it's a terrible financial decision you're getting stakes it wasn't supposed oh. to be stakes but it is stakes i don't want to tip 20 on 85 but i do it yeah you got it but it's first it. impression first impression yeah the other side of this is i've had we for open mic we go to open mics we listen i don't like really resonate with somebody that is fighting a battle of men shouldn't be paying because of this like misogynistic appeal. Like this whole like, is an Italian guy white? Like the idea of white is an attitude. And I saw this, I work in a restaurant and nothing against this girl, but here's what I, what I interpret as like the white attitude. We're listening to music all day. We're having our thing. We're jamming. It's all the day staff. One of the night staff comes in. She's like, I don't like the music just goes and changes it. That's fucking white to me. When you come into an area you have nothing to do with and you're like, now it's got to it's got to be suitable for me. That's what I think. Whereas like, you know, as you're just the color of your skin and like I dated a guy named Kevin in thir- in 2013 and he was really rude to me, so you must be an asshole. Like I don't get that. And that's where that that kind of weird uh, interaction with women in the cities it happens. If you if I ever go on a streak if I ever go on a streak of like dates, yeah. then I, I I readjust. I'm like, okay, I gotta. This has to be not sustainable. <laughs> we gotta split. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is not sustainable. No. Yeah, exactly. In in a nice situation. You know, a streak. When I say a streak, I'm not saying like I'm on the town horn. I mean like yeah, no, a first date doesn't go anywhere. Dripping. Another first date doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, you're literally, dripping. I need a mop. You need a mop. I need a mop. See, but in in a dream situation, you go on a date. And she picks up on the fact that you're going, you're going to task. You're like, yeah, I'm going to pay for stuff. She goes, I got this one. I got this. You're doing so much. I got this. And yeah. if she, it's like the reaching for the door thing. Yeah. I, you know, the Bronx. Arabs do it. They put the money in the front pocket. That's why front. I think that's why Arabs have that front pocket. So they can oh. fight. So, so one of them can put money in it and be like, like, no, you know, you're insulting me. And another one will be like, give me that money. 
No, just don't even. Get I've me seen started. men, dude. I've seen my dad's friends almost fist fight. It's like I get it. You want to pay, but how is this elevating to the point that fists are about to fly? Here's the thing. That's immigrant shit. Yeah, that is immigrant. That that's is pride. I just want to show my server yeah. who the fuck makes the bread. It's no. I don't even think it's about the server to be honest. It's totally oh, about the group. That's true. That local community, whoever's there. See, but what I mean for this the is server tre- yeah. is that imagery where it's like, no, like, we take care of this. Yeah. For them, like, the outsiders need to know. You hear about Sebastian's trick now? <laughs> you got to give the card. He goes, you go, yeah, you go to the bathroom and you just give him the kind of yes. on the card. Yeah. Or That's clutch. Or if you're getting really serious, you don't give a fuck what the bill's going to be. Before you even go to the restaurant, you call them and you say, when I get there, take my card like you call ahead you don't even let somebody you don't even let somebody get in the restaurant like if, if you're if you're dad like that if you're doing that you are part of such an aggressively immigrant group of oh people. my god if yeah. you are preparing to that degree zero self-esteem yeah exactly just calling and making a reservation let me leave my credit card information <laughs> no one else is to pay this bill but i do you need my sin you yeah. need my sin number i'll give it to you i'm not worried about identity yeah. theft i no can be anywhere i can be in acapulco in two hours <laughs> <laughs> is that actually a place uncle bogo yeah oh fuck it's in mexico oh yeah is it in mexico yeah alcohol is in mexico yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he's my geography guy oh, yeah i was gonna say I, man patrick's dude, got dude, geography on lock dude i got man. a 69 religiously in ge- geography all through high school 69 69 69 just for like uh like i just couldn't get it that's the thing my father that's so funny to hey. say i just can't get geography <laughs> I, just never... I mean i get it it's there i get i, I mean i get it earth i get it but I just don't get it. I you just know? can't put the pieces. Water, land, ah, you know, <laughs> uh, capitals, provinces. I think what fucked me was uh, geography class was right after history class. In history, we would talk about like the Ottoman Empire. So I was, I was like out of my mind, not paying attention. And then the guy would go, "Oh, this is the Ottoman Empire." And then in geography, that place would be like Russia all of a sudden. And I'm Turkey. like, "What?" Or yeah. Turkey. I'm like, yeah, you're like, exactly. I don't even know. Exactly. I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah, you answered Russia. It may actually have been Russia. It was huge. Uh, it Patrick was knows exactly it where massive. it spans. Parts of what are now Russia were at one point part of the Ottoman Empire. Ottoman Empire, Empire yeah. yes. Ooh. So I'm in geography going, oh, where's the Ottoman? So your parents didn't, uh, if you came home with bad grades, what would happen? Hmm. It was interesting. It was like uh, you had to eat with like plastic utensils. Because I was very savvy with like uh, social manipulation of things. Like I fake being deaf for four years in school. Legit, and, huh? Legit, yeah. Like I, uh... <laughs> so you were just like, what? <laughs> no, this is legit. This is what? legit. So I wouldn't listen to the teachers so much that it got to a point where one teacher was just like. I don't think it's an attitude thing. Maybe, you know, they're cutting me the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. They're like, what maybe he can't hear us. And my mother, I'm the, I'm the prized possession. It's like you bought a new Ferrari, but for yeah. some reason, there's not enough air pressure in the front left. Yeah. You're like, let's go check it out. Yeah. It's still new enough. Maybe they give me a new one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I go into the thing and it's like a room like this. And the guy's like, we're going to put these headphones on you. Yeah. And you're going to hear beep. Yeah. Beep. Raise your hand if you hear them. It's such an analog and old-timey fucking method. Seven-year-old me goes, you're letting me decide yeah. if I hear it? Yeah. Let me know when to start. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to be deaf. So yeah. I'm just in the little thing here, yeah. little seven-year-old Jord. Beep, beep. I'm like a fucking umpire in the ninth inning. My head's not going nowhere. No, no hands are going up. 
So the guy's like, yeah, he's got progressive hearing loss. So they got an outfit. The worst I've ever seen. Worst I've ever seen. My mom's in tears. He didn't hear a goddamn thing. She brought a casserole just in case it went well, and she cried <laughs> all over it. I've heard my lollipop. Didn't even hear me. Abbas, the classrooms had four speakers, and the teachers had to wear a little thing with a microphone, like a lav mic. Oh, legit. There were provisions were made yes. to accommodate your needs. School had to pay for it. <laughs> That's so fucked. I love how the, the, you're just like, hey, the yeah. taxpayer's paying for this shit. This is all this equipment is unnecessary. Listen to how bad the Catholic school system is. It took four years for them to go, sit them in the front. Legit, huh? Legit. I'm not even kidding. That, I wish that was the punchline of a joke. It was literally just some teacher goes... You have to sit in the front. And I made a uh, two years ago, I made a couple arguments where I was like, I don't want to have to be like just se- like subjected to the front because of my problem. Yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah. what you I mean? That I really angle, milked sure. it. I really milked yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. If you ever work in, if you're listening to this and you work in uh, uh, any sort of manufacturing facility or oh, some upset. sort of production uh, environment, it's like using safety. You know, you always got to use that angle. You always got to use the safety angle. Safety is the thing that, dude, I work for this. <laughs> I delivered for this place and I wrote this long. Oh, no, it wasn't even that. I, I uh, we, we bought this uh, place, right? And there's condo fees. And uh, I got this big shed because me and my mom and my brothers, we got winter tires and I don't want to lug them downstairs. So we got this big shed, but apparently the condo rules explicitly state specific dimensions for the maximum size of a shed Fuck you and we had it doubled so they cut they give us a written notice that we need to remove the shed because it's too fucking blah blah, blah. so i go back and forth and I, and I start writing this big thing being like you know like if we have to take these tires downstairs it's going to inevitably cause <laughs> a back injury yeah all right and i had wrote this explicitly in this email in a way that was kind of like we will litigate you know yeah. And uh, they were like, oh, let's uh, we're going to submit this for the council's review. Right. That's the best. And I was just like talking to people. And I was like, ah, dude, you got to <laughs> fucking use these big words. And then the council comes back. They're like, no, get rid of the shit. <laughs> it's just it's a, a fire hazard. Yeah, you guys are fucking. Exactly. Idiots. Yeah. They're just like, I am a lawyer. <laughs> OK, <laughs> we're all know. lawyers. Oh, you're just a stupid kid who funny. thinks you can say litigate. My favorite is the confidence when you're like, uh, you know. I was bragging, bro. I was bragging. <laughs> you're on the streets. I was telling my buddy, I was like, look at this shit. I was showing people the email. <laughs> look at this. Yo, read that all the way to the bottom, man. I'll flex on these folks. E- I'm never getting rid of this shit. Easy, you drafting emails? Is it easy? Because what we do, you got you to gotta be fucking talking. You got to send a lot of info out. I get stressed when I got to draft emails. Oh, uh, dude, that was my, that was... When I was in the United States for three years working as a program manager, my job was to draft emails and take phone calls. Stress. I'm a goddamn good email drafter, bro. I you need get it. Jobs based on drafting emails. Emails all Easy about structure. All about tone. Exactly. The key, spacing. I know. Indentation. I'm thinking too much. Punctuation. I go like this. I got to process. I go, hey, comma. I am writing this because, or for, or whatever, and then I, I freak out. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'll spend an hour, maybe. Please I, let me know. I get a little stressed. Please follow up at your convenience. Cheers, my boss. See, that's the other thing. I'm like, that's am, how I'll end my am I a thank you, comma, space, J? What am I? You don't know which way to go with it. I, I don't know. I'm up in the air. You've pretty much been in the service industry for like, since the get-go of your working experience, right? Like, have you done corporate? Yeah, oh yeah. I've yeah. Done, I've you have a marketing of, degree, right? Uh, the advanced diploma for all the ones listening. Advanced. Yeah. So he was only in school for two years. Two is years. what he's saying. He's lesser. Three-year program. Saying. I did it in two years. Oh shit! Now he's more. More. He's more. 
what school do you go to? Uh, okay. So it's complicated. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, all right. As okay, is everything. Not accredited is pretty much what he's saying right now. Well, what happened was it's, right, it's around the time, right around the time you're about to get rejected from six universities, uh-huh. they took out grade 13. Uh-huh. So I wanted to go back because I would fooled around in school. So I didn't really know where I wanted to go. Gotcha. I end up going to Algoma University in Sault Ste. Marie, which is like the town, the city's university. That sounds like an ancient native fucking construction method. Oh, you best believe they got Algonquin right in the front, too. Because it said, is. You, you said Algonca. Al- Algoma, but it's in like yeah. the Algonquin district, which is a uh, native. Where the uh, park is. Oh, yeah, there's parks. There's parks, there's parkas. The Algonquin's a national there's park. It's parking. Right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're going on this, it's huh? It's parking. He's going in it. Algonquin is a national park. Okay, so it's there. But the region of Algonquin. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. like the land and the, yeah. the city of Sault Ste. Marie is yeah. very good. A lot. Yeah, very good. They do their best to, you know, show native culture. They do what they can. They do what they can. Yeah. So I go and bounce around between like sociology, philosophy, law. At Algoma. At Algoma yeah. in the Algonquin district. Yeah. So I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> Algoma? Dude, it sounds like an STI. <laughs> yeah, it sounds a little itchy. It sounds a little itchy. I think I'm like, oh, Algoma. Algoma. <laughs> so I go there. Yeah. And I don't fucking know. So I start dating this girl. I start working at the brick. That's so I had done some sales oh, jobs. Oh, furniture sales, huh? Furniture. Dude, I bet you can move furniture, no man. I'm kidding. Hell Beds, yeah. <laughs> fucking couches. You need a fridge. Sectional? Freezer. Sectional. The one thing I had a hard time moving, <laughs> you know those like dryers, those stackable washer dryers? Yeah. There's a drawer underneath. Yeah. $4.99. $499? 499 For the drawer? For the drawer. Why? Because it's a replacing item. Because it comes with it's the assembly. Like, it's like, you know what I mean? You got to add it on. So if you want that, and the thing is on the display, the drawer is the best part. Oh, look at all the storage for four ninety nine. Literally, for, how? I don't know. What was it like aluminum or something? It was a nice. It was a nice make. Man, so makes I'm, me want to have a drawer under my drawer. But the, here's the thing with the brick. Not that we're venturing into how to work in commission sales at the brick, but it was rotating. So if you and I were on a shift, yeah. And two people came into the brick. We only saw one customer each. So you better close that sale. How do they monitor that? Whoever gets in first. So you get an 11, I get in a 12, you get the first, I get the second. Okay. Is that Are, are the customers that like seldom and scarce? That oh, you gotta, yeah. Like, like how many times do you buy furniture? You've had the same couch. Pete, same couch. Oh, your parents have the same couch for like 10 years. How many times do you the, the brick? brick? I'm sure you, gotta, you call them walk-ins. You call them ups. Oh, yeah, what walk-ins. do you call them? Ups. You, Ups, That's downs. what my buddy calls them. <laughs> Whatever you I was want. down sideways. Wait, what do you even need? Just as long as you're buying. As long as you're buying. As long as you're getting this cushion. Oh. The coolest part of the job was you got to like, uh, people could haggle you and you could kind of give them a deal. So yeah. the guy's like, this table is $9,000 here. Let's go to seven five seventy five. Yeah. And you're like, let me be right back. You go up to the like. Talk to your manager. Talk to your manager. Yeah. He's like, okay, seven eight. We can do 83. 83, 70, whatever it is. Yeah. You go down, the guy's like, gone. <laughs> oh great! Yeah, right. Sick. I'm, this is so much fun. I can't believe you were so in it. Like I'm about to make a sale. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, 83. He's like, you get him down to 78. The guy's not even there. Dude, that's always the sales technique. They build like car dealerships specifically. They build the sales scenario to be so high pressure, and they oh, have yeah. this hierarchy thing. Well, like I when I first moved to the states, I had a freaking Nissan Sentra. Okay, that was. Uh, and the uh, sport because they no no it nice. was the garbage it was a 2001 Nissan Sentra and I had it in 2014 <laughs> all right uh, shit mobile but dude I got my first job out of school and I'm like yo I'm gonna go order a, 
I'm going to go get a BMW. Okay? <laughs> so I'm in Michigan. I go to Michigan. You're going from a Sentry to Beamer. I love yeah, that. I go to Rochester BMW. That's immigrant Michigan. shit. That's immigrant shit. Yeah, I got a right money, there. give me a Beamer. Dude, listen to how stupid I am. I go and I want to lease a BMW 435, okay? Uh, the value of the car is at that time is roughly 70 Gs. <laughs> Okay, because I have only one month in the country and no U.S. credit history, I have to go through all these hoops to prove that I'm financially like. And you uh, did it for sure. Yes, because they have this program for like people who are coming that are like uh, temporary professionals, right? So I had to give them a uh, a a document proving that I made at least sixty thousand dollars. Wow! And it was a seventy thousand dollar car. And I was making $60,000. Right on the dot. On the dot. And I remember being so happy and, and thinking I was so smart. Like, yeah, I got the document. And here's the thing. It took me years to realize. If you can afford a monthly payment, it doesn't mean you can afford a monthly <laughs> payment. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, that's a key to life. Dude, friend. I was paying like a G for the... Like, it ruined me at the end of the day. It, it, fast forward. But in this sales scenario... At BMW, I'm going back and forth with the guy. I'm 24. I'm young and dumb. I told him up front, which you can never do in a car sales scenario. I was like, look, I'm going to get the car. I need oh, to get a car, which God. is stupid. That means they're like, oh, okay, like this guy is stupid. Put your pants down. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, dude, man, they bring in this sales manager. At one point, I keep pushing for more and more. The guy's doing push-ups at, before he talks to you. Essentially. Dude, oh, man, this guy comes in. Three-piece suit. Oh, yeah. Looks like he just came back from Cancun. Literally looks like he's like auditioning for The Apprentice. He smells like king crab. Brettling watch just comes up front, has a seat with me. I think Charles was in the name. I think he may have said a middle name. Oh, he's got three names, for sure. And he was the third. Oh, <laughs> thoroughbred. Okay, <laughs> sure this guy comes in. He's the clo He's the sales manager guy. Such high pressure. I was like, oh shit. I began sweating. Right. I was like, Fuck. I only make sixty I grand. I can't compete with this guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've shown them a document of how much I make, and it's exactly what the minimum requirement is, which is under the value of the car. I've shown them the, the documented proof that I'm that I'm stupid. Yeah, I, I I just qualify. Like, I'm leasing a car that's more than my annual income, and I don't even live here really. And I'm a boy. <laughs> and I'm a boy. And they might not let me stay. <laughs> and I drove a 2001 Nissan Sentra with manual windows. And, it's parked, <laughs> and, and I parked in the parking lot. They saw me coming then. And they, they know that uh, this is probably just a pipe dream. But, man, it's like talking to him. He kept fucking with me. Oh, let me go talk to my sales manager. Let me go. They just keep elevating and pushing it back to him. And then when he comes in, it's this high. They make him seem like a god almost. It's oh, like. Yeah. I don't. I've never sold uh, cars. My one of my best friends is like a hardcore, um, not hardcore, but he's like. Oh, it's good money, and if pretty, you do it. Oh, dude, he fucking supports his family, lives oh, well. Oh fuck, I don't doubt it. But like in the future, when I have money, if I have money, when, if, when, <laughs> when, uh, I'm definitely gonna get this guy to literally do it on my behalf because I don't know if you've ever like tried to talk to a chick for a friend. You're way more confident than if you tried oh, to talk fuck. to it for yourself, right? You're Will if Smith he, and Hitch. Exactly. Oh, you're if he so goes hot. into a dealership with a budget on my behalf, oh, dude, he's going to be cutthroat, man. You're going to get a deal on a Phantom, and they don't even do deals on a Phantom. Exactly. And I don't even want a Phantom. That's how good of a deal it'll be. He's like, dude, I'm like, I told you, not a Phantom. He's like, well, listen to this deal. You know what's crazy, though? You know how you're, like, you're not supposed to go in there and say, hey, buddy, I'm buying this car, whatever? You're 24. That's kind of a good guarantee for a sales guy, because I'm not, like, if you barely fucking uh, qualify for this, 
They were haggling me, right? Well, they should be, though. So I was like, look, I'm going to buy it. you down. Just help me out. You're from Which Sudan. was the stupidest thing I could have done. Exactly, yeah. But they should, like. I didn't even go to another dealership. <laughs> the other thing, too, is yeah. when they make those sales, like, yeah. if you fucking bust on the car, that's clawback. Salespeople hate clawbacks. It's like, like well, so if I bust send, clawback? There's okay, listen. too much jargon. So there. if I'm in the brick and I sell you a nice Italian leather couch. Yeah. And I get paid on that. Yeah. And the, the delivery is like two weeks after, and say oh, I get paid in a week, and then two weeks after, just oh, you return before, it, they, they go, you, no, we're yeah, good. Yeah, they take that you money back. Pay back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you're buying this this Beamer, the guy's going, you better fucking take this car off the lot because I need the money. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, money. I put a deposit on because I ordered it, I built it, it fucking shipped from Germany. Like, that is I, the most. Kevin Hart, you read his book? Yeah, oh, I loved it. He's like, as soon as he got money, so he's like, who's getting a house? Who's getting a $250,000 check? He's buying like four Exactly, yeah. He fucked himself car. up. See, I was, I had the fortune of being employed, so my taxes were withheld. He was getting paid out as like an independent contractor. Yeah. So they paid him all the money. So you have to be smart and be like, oh, that portion of this has to go to tax. He didn't do that, so he got fucked for years. But, you know, he's obviously bounced back pretty good, I'd say, right? He did, yeah. But, uh, yeah, bro, Volkswagen I ordered Jeff. it. 2009? No. Nah. What? Here's your car. Now? It's a, it's a Jetta, you know, it's a Jetta. Listen, these, I got, I got, I got listeners. I got listeners on here. I'm not trying to have people jump off. I, oh, I don't trust them. Dude, I actually, I have a 2011 Jetta turbo diesel, all right? If you're not driving diesel, what are you doing, all right? How do you feel about Volkswagen as uh, another make? Okay, look, they did the defeating device. Yes. About a decade back. You're an and, engineer. How do, how do you feel about that as a scientist? Well, You're, that's not the same job. That's actually funny <laughs> you say that. I had a, a co-op when I was in uh, university where I had to do research, this nano rubber research. And my my um, role, or rather my uh, position title, was scientist. Oh. So that during that co-op, I had to apply for something at TD one time. <laughs> and they're like, well, what are you? And I was like, scientist. <laughs> and then my butt, dude, and then it was an eight-month co-op. And for like eight years after that, my, my buddy's a teller at TD. It's like, oh, Mr. Scientist, huh? <laughs> I'm like, fuck off, dude. You were a scientist. If you got that fucking in the front of your name one time. I did science, and I had science. a lab coat on. So, I mean, that's science, right? That's that's what a scientist is. I had a lab coat I had, that was doing science. Do you feel any ways about that Volkswagen nonsense I went down? Dude. Here's the thing. When I was in the States, uh, two and a half of those years, I worked for a company uh, I worked for a company that did fuel systems engineering. Okay. okay. So what I did was I worked on fuel systems, on diesel vehicles. Okay. So pretty much what Volkswagen did was <clears throat> they built a device that when it got plugged in by, let's say, EPA regulators, they plug in through an area and they, they do a pretty standardized testing sequence where they access the computer in one spot. As soon as you plugged in something into that spot, the car begins running in a totally different way. Yeah, That's what the defeating device was. And it begins uh, creating emissions that are like 150th of what they are on the road. And 150th is what they need to pass, right? Because they're trying to measure the viability of diesel. Well, they're trying to test this car specifically such that it meets the regulations, right? I don't know how that got... I don't know how they... It was a malicious, like... Well, I don't know about the word malicious, but it was like... the bad intent was all there in the device. This was a device yeah. built with the intent to, lie. to be dishonest. Yes. You know? So I don't know how that got through to, a, like, a board, uh, 
hundreds of levels of departments and and like leadership. I don't know how he got past all that to all the cars. Like, what do you mean? You're like you're saying you don't. I don't know see how they how... okayed this all all the oh, way to the top. That's the like, easiest I... part for me. <coughs> that's because... the easy part. I'm, I'm thinking like as a company, there's no qualms about furthering us. We'll hide a little information, like exactly what we've been talking about this whole time. That's like that. They lost money. They lost money. In the end, they lost money. But the idea long term was, you know, we'll pump out all these cars. People will say they're more fuel efficient. and Hopefully nobody catches us. But I don't think it was a scenario where they were like a couple scientists, (coughs) you know, go, hey, maybe we should do this thing here. We'll make some more money. And then they sneak it up to the top. I think the guy right at the top knew what was going on. Are you saying the top said... It's okay. Well, let's do high fuel efficiency at any cost. I think once... I don't care how you do it at any cost. To an extent, I think. The CEO had to step down. Somebody had, like, the top guy had to take the fall. Because I think once you decide, like, okay, you and I were like, all right, we're going to build cars, and we're going to put them in this bracket. I want them to cost 25, no no less than 25, no more than 40 grand. Okay. And they're going to be diesel. And if I start to realize... They're going to be diesel. And if I start to realize I can't do it, I got to cut a couple corners, but I still get the car that I want, but it's not exactly what I need. Now I start to work back from that, not forwards from it. Where in terms of like, I need to meet this fuel efficiency and I can't do it. But I see, I worked in an engineering environment with OEMs, original equipment manufacturers. That's what like Volkswagen is, Ford, you know, Nissan. I can't imagine the conversation to be like, uh, sir, we're uh, we're reaching about thirty-eight miles to the gallon. Uh, I know the target is forty-five, but we can't meet EPA regulations uh, if we tune it to get to forty-five. I can't imagine somebody being like, "Assemble a team, and let's build a device." I yeah, I get that, but what I'm thinking such is... that it'll circumvent all EPA testing. What I'm thinking, I agree. What I'm thinking is, we got forty-five thousand. Jettas, they don't meet our regulation. Then the guy goes, "What do we? We can't fucking return them. We built forty five thousand. What do you got to do? Make a device." So you think they built them first and then they retrofitted them with the device? Possibly. Like it could have been like a calculation error. They're like, "Ah, oh, no, we think it'll it'll perform like this." They build the car, they like the way it performs, and then they just over time it breaks down. They're like, "Ah, maybe after the first forty five minutes it gets great mileage, but." Three, four hours in, 16-hour drives, it's a diesel fucking car. <laughs> yeah, right? It's burning diesel. That's, and then they're like, Remember we got, that. we have 50,000 of these things. And we're... 520,000. Yeah, a lot more, yeah. 520,000 of these things. I, I'm doing the geography math. By, by the way, I don't think, if you do the math, I don't think they lost money. I don't think so either. It cost them thirty billion dollars. They make fourteen billion a year. The yeah. year they had the... Scam- from, from, from every, from the fleet. Not from diesels. No, no. I mean total. Yeah. Total, they make $14 billion a year. It only costs them $30 billion at the end of that to pay all the fines. So over the course of the thing, like, they definitely didn't lose how many, money. Yeah, oh, it cost no, them. No, no, no. I th- and those I, CEO guys were def- they definitely I calculated that. That's what I think. It's like they're up at the end of they the knew, day. And knew. I think their attitude was like, one, European regulatory boards are so fucking corrupt, mm-hmm. so incompetent, the odds of them getting caught were extremely small to the point where this is, except for the Takata airbag thing, this is the biggest car scandal 
ever, ever, ever. That's why they got caught. They got so fucking greedy after a while. Like they never ever would have gotten caught if they hadn't started. So this is pretty much this has pretty much been a good. Well, here's the thing. And the plant was was a big deal for the area. So there's that investment too. It's like we can't just let this go. And I, I actually work for government as well. So pretty much, I guess. The EPA or the regulars were so incompetent for so many years, they pretty much paved the path for exploitation, right? Because I remember uh, going to a fuel systems conference a couple years back where some guy's whole presentation was about how it got discovered. And it didn't get discovered by the government agencies. It got discovered by like a some people, some kids out of like a university in like California or something that were like, they like connected... Yeah. A fucking device to the exhaust, uh, to the muffler. It was like it sat like over the car or in the car, and they drove around and they were pretty much like benchmarking all this shit. And they're like, "Yo, the diesel Passat is polluting fifty times more than." It and should. you know what? This, and then they blew the whistle. And you know what? Those fucking guys did that because it made no sense to them how they could advertise this mileage. When those guys knew diesel engines, there's like, there's no way a diesel engine could ever do that. No, 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 no. The mileage was totally fine. The d- diesel engines. But the emissions, I think it was. Yeah, the they emissions. Like, this, this makes no sense. Well, it, it's not, I don't even know if they went in advertising or they went in investigating this car because it was suspect. They were doing a benchmark. They were doing a lot of diesel cars. They were driving around with them. Okay. Yeah, then, so it's a university was not testing them the way that cars are tested by the EPA. Exactly. Like, what you're they talking about own, is they, they built their own device. They built their yeah. own thing, yeah. Well, it's basically a room. They yeah. built a room, and they would bring the cars yep. in there, and they would basically run them on treadmills, which is like an actual practical test, whereas the Volkswagen thing was is software. That's all they, it is. Exactly. Like so as soon as the module EPA, got plugged in. Yeah. Your EPA thing yeah. triggers the system exactly. to basically go like, when you know oh, how we're you being, We're like, in test mode right now, run clean. Exactly. Which yeah. is which is the top down knows about that, for sure. Well, I would say definitely the people in the uh, – car factory i doubt the executives know like but they don't really know much about the actual way the cars are put together at all like those guys are running companies that's true any company like the guy who runs mercedes used to run fucking campbell soup that yeah, kind of yeah, thing yeah. the I ceos the, are like they just they swim around the c-suite the guy Rex. who's in charge of the manufacturing process probably did probably it knows. because no no no, no not was, the manufacturing not the manufacturing the people that in the re- in the regulations uh, department, oh the yeah, people they're, with uh, engine systems, they're not compliance. In man- uh, this was people, done yeah. way before it got to production, or if it did, it it, it was done inside an within an, uh, an engineering capacity, and then it made its way to the manufacturing facility to get retrofitted. If it was if it was done after the fact. See, why I'm thinking some high level guy in Volkswagen knows about this is because the fallout's got to be managed before it happens. And your manufacturing guy doesn't deal with your PR. So you need that guy from Coca-Cola who's now running Volkswagen or whatever have you. He's got to know something. I mean, I know you're going to insulate him the less he knows kind of um, mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is going to be strictly on a need to know. I mean, at the end of the day, it costs them, what, $30 billion? A little chip. So that kind of thing is... On you know on a need to know and it didn't get leaked internally at all and it ended up getting whistleblown. Yeah, that's why I would just say I would disagree with that is because in your scenario like that would happen if the EPA goes to them because the EPA doesn't go public right away. They say okay, we used our thing and by the way you 
it seems like you guys are advertising uh, false numbers or you have on your manufacturer's like specifications, these numbers don't line up. At that point, the people who are aware would then probably go to the executives and say, okay, here's what we did. Now let's go f- from here. What actually happened was all at once, the entire public found out for some reason. Yeah, exactly. It got distributed te- so fast. So quick. The emissions test on this are so, so wrong. And the EPA was like, what? Yeah, we, we have to make we'll- an example. We have to, the pendulum swung hard. Uh, well, this is not acceptable. And yeah, so, well, they also start, comes- so the EPA was like as behind the eight ball as probably all the top executives at Volkswagen. Yeah, so this they sa- found the timing out matters kind too. Of similar timing. The timing matters too because this is coming off uh, a couple years after the bank's too big to fail, the FIFA scandal. So this is in a period where, like, uh, the access... Somebody to needs down. to fuck up. Somebody needs to be paying for yeah. something. Who's fucking up right now? Who's and it was, fucking up? It was also one of the biggest things, I think, like, this is really what got them is, like, big manufacturing, like, people who work in big business in general, like, their ideas of environmentalism is purely public relations. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. No one who's, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. serious about this goes, like... No, we're going to die in 12 years because if we don't change that. anything. They yeah. think of it as like people will stop buying Volkswagen's, our products yeah. if they think we shit yeah. on the environment if we don't exactly. believe. So they were like, guys, look at how fuel efficient the Volkswagen yes. Golf is. Look at that. Look at how much we care. And really they're like, well, all we actually need to do is make people think yeah. that they're getting fuel efficient vehicles. Or, excuse me, uh, low environmental uh, cost vehicles. But reality is, they're going, people don't really care. No, they don't. They yeah, like to present themselves exactly. as caring. See, and that's- so we won't get caught in the long run. But I think they did just scaled up what they were doing. I think maybe in the beginning they thought, like, we'll retrofit this to a line of vehicles that we accidentally uh, overpromised on. Then going forward, like, well, this is a huge cost saving thing of, like, let's not worry about any like environmental costs any car that's like this line this line and this line we won't worry about it we'll plug in the defeater yep. and then we'll just basically 90% of like the compliance with the uh, environmental regulations boom done you made the cars like so much cheaper see but that's why i made the mistake of thinking they were in on the the gag because i'm thinking you got to manage that line of information so it's either you don't tell them at all, which we probably deem that's probably what happened. But I was thinking they know and they drive the info because it's like you still have to manage the EPA. To get, yeah, to... Because they're the intermediary between the regulation. I've just, I'm, like, I'm just saying having worked in that industry to execute this on a car Tough, right? that makes that sells, what, 500,000 a year? No, it was 520,000 vehicles that it was definitely outfitted to. It's fitted to different yeah, like, models. That's so yeah, some models, any that diesel motor, pretty much, heavy. that Jetta, that... That's yeah. a plan. That's that a Passat, plan you make. And the Golf. Yeah, it's just across many models. It's uh, many different plants. It's like so many people would need to be involved in that. I just don't see how that's going to get choreographed. Wasn't it just the one plant? No. Uh, it was, be- well, because of the way it works is basically... At uh, that volume, they're not going to make two cars in one plant. They changed okay. the... Jetta and Passat, they're exactly. going to multiple just, like, plants for one car. Change one of the plugins on the assembly lines of just like, hey, 
So this week you guys are getting uh, trained on how to outfit the diesels with, with the part AB01165, which is basically an electrical insulator. And so that's all the people in the factory thought was like, well, this engine now even has a it, different yeah, component, which e- happens all the time. Even if it was called defeat device. Oh, the no, there's a thing of, like, they yeah. had it under specific, like, secret... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I get that. But I'm saying, like, again, like I've worked in this... Uh, I've worked in this environment extensively. Even if it was called part A, part number 461A, A, B... Something nondescript. Defeat device. Even if it was called that, it would not be... Flagged. A, it would not be flagged. There's wow. nobody Why? interpreting part names. Because some uh, nature, oh, okay. the nature of the manufacturing no facility, the yeah, some dad in Hamburg who goes into the fucking factory yeah, for fuck. nine hours a day, like he doesn't give a shit. Exactly. Assembly he, is the mo- assembly is the mandate. You know, proper uh, engineering planned assembly, as it was uh, engineered. Let's build it like that. Does it the test clause that the engineers put forth? Does it pass them all? Yeah, it's not like control arm flex. What's the flex? There's nobody to ask you know that what, question. You know, it's crazy though. Talking about it like this, you're almost like they they weren't doing it. it had nothing to do with the consumer. They were just a company trying to sell cars, and they they saw this opportunity. This is all at their engineering and design. Yeah, uh, face. Face, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and, where all and, this I would say it's like as far as this goes, like this was so the company could make more money. More money. They did not like what GM did was they were responsible, knowingly responsible for more than 112 deaths in the U.S. with the airbag because yeah. they allowed it. They yeah. that, it's 112 people past the point where they were informed that they were failing. So I think like that's so much worse. They didn't hardly pay shit for that they yeah. paid less than like five billion dollars and then like another couple hundred million to the families like they killed a lot of people yeah. Nobody and it wasn't just it wasn't a the, pretty death and that's more that was the, re- the reason gm's exploded. not getting touched. well yeah hot Cultural. pieces yeah, exactly that was a horrific yeah. death that's like a fucking final destination. You wouldn't wish that on your well, worst. It's yeah. literally like a, a final destination thing of like <laughs> yeah, the airbag, something the wrong thing, with it, propels hot metal exactly, into you instead yeah. of a fucking bag. That's a horror movie scenario. See, but that's the difference. It's like an American company's not going to, f- it can do 10 times worse. And they're not going to get punished. Well, they had the well, advantage of just punished, not selling the cars like, no, not in as many times places worse, as Volkswagen. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. the be- best and thing for them. And they were retrofitting, yeah, yeah, Well, Takata, the Japanese company, has fucking got destroyed. Yeah, the Japanese yeah, they could retrofit, you could re- yeah, yeah, that it went under. Uh, you could retrofit those. I don't know if that's what they did. They ended up replacing the whole they airbag recall, kit. They recalled like something like uh, it's just less than the Toyota one, which was seven million. So it's probably between so five and seven million. I don't know if million. they replace the uh, steering wheel assembly or because of the how the Takatas were designed. Like it was designed as like this is not a steering wheel mounted one. This is not a thing like a it. it was, so what did they have to do? It was just like a multi-purpose one. They just had to find another. Uh, airbag that was like advertised as these multi-purpose like but, so you it was completely it, to, it was retrofitable I think so I yeah. don't know what exactly yeah. happened I know how many I know they had to recall just under the world record of yeah. car recalls which wow. was the Toyota one so I just want to know talking, if that's we're talking millions ah. Yeah, yeah, no, the Toyota Toyota one was seven point six million for the gas pedal thing that would make people <laughs> just floor yeah every exactly. Prius would just that's you try to like turn it off that's your worst nightmare that's, that's your worst fear. Yeah. No, well, I'd, no there's I'd, rather, f- I'd rather that because you can still rip the. There was still ways to turn it off. 
Yeah, if you went into neutral, rip the e-brake, right? There's thing, There's a couple things you can do, right? Fuck. Uh, I gotta hope you passed your driving test. An airbag exploding hot metal on your face and burning you. A little tougher to kill. That's well, you're dead. And if you live it, think of the reconstructive surgery. Like, like. No, you don't want to live that. That's some that. horrific. That's your game one, over. Well, one is like you're v- propel. There was a phone call actually of a family on nine one one saying like we're on the highway, we're going one hundred and twenty miles an hour. It's a dead end soon. We can't stop our Prius, and they die. And it's and a very scary phone call. Whereas, like the, Did they end up dying? Yeah. Wow. The whole family. Jesus. All four of them killed. This was about a month before it hit that this was a widespread problem. That the is The Takata horrific. airbag thing was like people would have fender benders. That pops your airbag yeah. off because of the shitty design of yeah. the airbag. Yeah. You now have like a, a collision that would cause zero injuries to both parties. Now someone's like life threatening. Yeah. If not, I, I, well, 112 people died. So a lots of people did die from that. Fuck. So. so I'm assuming that was retrofittable. If it only cost them five billion, they recalled that many cars because. Well, that's how much they were fined. I don't know how much okay. it actually cost them, like the, production-wise, to like. Vox, re- the thing is with Volkswagen, they have no fit. They had no fix. They just built this thing. Like well, the, also, fix, the fix is like, okay, we'll tune it probably such that it's like not at all uh, performing to the level that we advertised, and then it meets the EPA, right? But they have to buy back every car. Yeah, and now all their and horse- they have to give two thousand to three thousand dollars payout for every for every car. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, yeah, like they're again, they just changed everything. Their horsepower is not advertised as being as high as it once was. Yeah, everything has to be tuned down. Yeah, of course. But so at the, the same time, that yin and yang, coincides with like what is happening generally with the cars, which is like you scaling down the engines and more like twin turbo and See, kind of shit to make anything weird, fast as opposed to big. Cylinders. What's weird is that five billion number versus the thirty billion because they're saying that like. You can't fuck with the future of uh, human humanity, but if you kill a couple people, here's the thing though. It's quantifiable. The the fuck up with Takata is a supplier. Fuck. The, the, that is a part integrated into a big assembly. Yeah. Uh, fuck. fuck GM. That the house yeah, comes that's Takata. So that's on Takata. Volkswagen built a device specifically with the purpose to defeat a government organization and manipulate and they did that people. at a corporation yeah. they did a supplier didn't do that yeah so okay. it's like a completely different I, I love how you know and you're you're like an agent in the game i love how you're just like yeah i worked heavily in this i did yeah i love fuel that. systems too i love that yeah and, and i was also, at a conference like he brought up a great point yeah. which i we can tie into this fucking remember that Gillette commercial yeah or when he says they the just, man one? They just did it because they knew that was hot. People yeah, wanted to talk exactly. about it. And they that. fucked it up. They 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 overshot it. Yeah, that's li- I think that's all it was. It, I, they could have done half of the scenes. They did like 20 but scenes. But that's the thing. You get these you get these people like, oh Gillette, they're right. There's this toxic masculinity. It's like they don't give a fuck about you. Yeah. And no one would have picked up on how ham fisted they were if they were just more subtle. But same thing with the Volkswagen. Like they literally just got too greedy. Too greedy. They thought, oh, this is such an easy gimme kind of wow, thing. Wow, we're good at this. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you want a diesel sedan? What are your options? Merce- like, if you want a entry level diesel sedan, Volkswagen and in North America, Volkswagen is pretty much your only option, besides BMW and Mercedes. Yeah, like if your heart's set on yeah, diesel, uh, affordable yeah, diesel, di- yeah, yeah, affordable diesel, man. Half of fifty percent of like Europe is manual diesel. Oh. Diesel goes, baby, man. I was going to say, it's a much bigger thing in Europe. I was like, yeah, if you're a middle-class family who needs a diesel for, like, the fuel economy. If you economy, commute, like, yeah, no, you, you commute, you get a diesel, yeah, man. That's it. It's the best. 
I wouldn't go back, man. It's such a reliable. Wow, who the fuck is competing in that market? Nobody. Yeah, Volkswagen. Um, GM tried their the Chevy Cruze used to be uh, available in diesel, and now the whole Chevy Cruze line is gone. Yeah, it's gone. They pretty much everybody tanked the idea of trying to make sedans for the most part. They're all like, okay, fuck that. Uh, let's just focus on these trucks. Ford, GM, all these guys are like, let's just focus on our trucks. We got Silverado, Ram, F-150. This is our bread maker or, or like our fat cow, so to oh, speak. Yeah. And let's work on SUVs. That's what's hot now. Everything is an SUV. Small SUV, large Cargo, SUV, man. crossover can you, SUV. Can you bring your family? Can you bring the kids? Can you bring your friends? Kids? Yeah, that's like, just what's in, you know? Small SUVs. Small that's SUVs. the shit. Well, yeah, it's like four-door hatchbacks and then tank-size SUVs. Yeah, no, and and, sm- and like everything in between, but still in the SUV format. Yeah, and like... Sedans are like... Everything's on a Mazda 3 frame and you get a billion miles to the gallon. Exactly. They're all like on <laughs> built pretty much on that Mazda That's 3 it. platform around That's that That's fucking size. it. That's the game, See, but what, what fucks with me is this like manipulation of ideals, and that's where you get these cultural divides, man. It's like Gillette taking advantage of people socially on this, like, men suck idea. What I love is what, are people going to stop shaving? Who else even sells blades? Who the fuck does that? Is there anybody else sell blades besides Gillette? But you're gonna tell me you're gonna tell me that you weren't you weren't upset for years when you got the guy with this shirt off and then the blonde chick is on his shoulder. Oh yeah, right. I that thought was that Gillette. was the problem. I, yeah, exactly. The best a man can get yeah, was yeah. Ashley. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was I it. Thought, yeah, I thought this chauvinistic thing is the problem. I thought that is bad based on the standards right now. They were trying to give you what you want. Yes. And they, you know what I mean? They overshot it. I didn't realize how much I underestimated how dumb people are. I actually underestimated it, man. Man, here's the thing. At the end of the day, we're talking about them. Everybody was talking about them. They won. They That's did. the game, right? I mean, but you're going to market in background. But what I mean about dumb is... You, so subjective. You go on those Reddits, and you yeah. go on those fucking streams. People are like... They're like telling you their life story because the Gillette commercial, uh, you know, raised the fire yeah. within. Yeah, my story. My story. People go through things. People were saying this? Oh, yeah, man. They were, they were talking about, like... It was fucking mental how people went off about this commercial. So what they said, like, I watched that commercial and it undermines my life because what? As a woman, I think it was oh, like as women. This. As a woman, it was like Gillette finally understands that we are put in this position as a secondary character in a man's life, which a isn't the case for. Uh, I don't think you can blanket that statement for all men. You know, it's kind of I bullshit. Agree. Yeah, definitely. And it's like it's got to be case by case. You know, so that was women's problem to begin with. Yeah, they kind of, the reason uh, like the outspoken people against Gillette that was like their uh, that was their narrative, pretty much. And I I and have then a lot the experience commercial in came out. Then the commercial. This is my experience in marketing, right? They sat in that room and they're going, "Women buy razors for their boyfriend, for their husband. They feel mistreated, misused, misvalued. Let's show them that the men in the forefront of their lives are valueless. And that's how a lot of are valueless, men, valueless." is that misogynistic ideology that men carry with them is, is of no value to a man. But that's a projected idea onto a man. Like, being misogynistic and egotistical, not all men are like that. No, yeah, it was just like the pretty much we got it all from the Joe Camel, yes. original uh, Sean Connery. Like, all those archetypes, they, cre- they were like the original man. And then all of America pop culture was based off of that. And now it's diffusing, diffusing, diffusing. The same danger when you're like, I don't want to have the guy, the white guy as the hero lead is the same danger as starting to paint the white guys as these 
misogynistic, evil pillars. It's the same danger. You, in 10 years, you're going to have little girls seeing the way that, you know, the ideal man is. And yeah. it's not a realistic interpretation of the real world. It's on the other side of the pendulum. It's just like. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And we live it in our community with stand-up. It's like everybody just wants that their voice. They want it to be labeled their voice. And they don't want it to any new ideas. So it's like if everyone's so nice and we agree and we're like, yeah, you know, being a fucking white male can be shitty. Gillette, you know, or other products that are trying to manipulate how you think right now. If we start to buy into that, eventually it becomes a reality where, yeah, no, white men are shit. And fucking Gillette knows it. You got to be careful with that shit. I, I want to see more brands, more companies take gambles like that, to be honest with you. That one fell, what way? fell flat on its face. And uh, gambles in in an uh, in an attempt to ride the trendy. Oh, I waves. like that because uh. they tried hard. It was like, ugh, like you're watching it. Like, okay, I see what you're going for, and then they keep showing more examples, and you're like, ugh, like, it's what is this? How did they? The most like, innovative trending marketing I've ever seen in my life. Super Bowl, I forget what number. The fucking 49ers are playing the Baltimore Ravens. The lights go out. 30 seconds after that, Oreos drops a fucking ad that says, uh, can't find the milk in the dark. And it's got a uh, Oreo bite, a piece of an Oreo bitten out of it. That's people paying attention. I read about that. That's that's clutch. That's that's, that's that's people paying attention. Yeah, that's people putting together a social media team at an event, at a worldwide event. You do the same thing for the Oscars. You do the same thing for the Super Bowl. What terrifies me about Gillette is you're going, oh, that's the current state of our, you know, of our society. That's the way it is. If the corporations think that's how people are, then people will think that that's how people are, and then they're going to start to treat each other like that. But, man, that's this whole Volkswagen thing is beginning to make me doubt. Like, when something, ha- like, when uh, a marketing campaign like this makes its way through, yeah, man. not necessarily everybody had their hands on this. Not necessarily everybody okayed this, and everybody was like, yeah, that, that checks out by me. That uh, uh, You got my thumbs up. You know what I mean? It might have been one team... One new manager that was like okayed it. One guy who skimmed by it and got an amazing elevator pitch on why it's gonna work. And then before you know it, it's on the air. And then now it's like now the the board is like, what the fuck is this? When did we okay this? That's like, kind of sure. How- we gave you the elevator pitch about pr- progress and uh, b- based on our field studies and, and surveys, uh, we tested. We would. Everything said that this would work, sir. You know what I mean? Like, but it didn't, you know? Here we are. But that's how it but feels. But I want like, more companies to do that. But it feel, that's how it feels like on the internet community. Like, if we if we take this Volkswagen thing, you just had this little group of people probably who are like, yeah, we can do this. We'll make, the, we'll make the most waves with this idea, and it'll just be so far integrated into it. That's how you see online with Reddit is, like, the hate and stuff, especially while you even started this podcast, the immigrant section, like, is white, is Italian immigrant. Like, how you get those ideas together is, like, you get enough people, get this idea going. Before you know it, the whole corporation's on board. We're building these cars. I, I didn't know. I mean, I don't even know. I I, I don't know how before you know many it, people before are you know involved it, in any decision. The white guy's not allowed to even go to the POC mic. Or before you know it, the... Person of color. But you know what I mean? It's like, before you, you know it... You can't expect everybody to know your jargon, bro. Come on. Step your game up. See, I'm, right? I'm so conditioned. I'm like, everybody knows people. He's institutionalizing people. the game. And I think that's a good time... Uh, to wrap this thing up, man. Love it. Fuck yeah, man. Thanks so much for coming on, dude. 
Uh, we Love still it. didn't even get d to the bottom of it. Our Italian people wait. Our Italian people wait on the no. next episode. <laughs> we yeah. All right, Patrick just came on in the next real quick episode. and, and uh, closed the book on that. I appreciate it, Patrick. No, I want you back on, and we got to finish this conversation. Time. I love it. Our Italian Thank people wait. Let's find out. Okay, thanks for uh, tuning in, and uh, come back out next episode of the Immigrant Section. Peace. Oh, 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 oh,